Please welcome and honor Bill and or Carol Dew. Thank you. Oh, God. Let me be a vessel poured out for you tonight. Pour out your anointing and your healing, your power, and your love. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, this church. Such as it is. Um, It's been a while since that's happened. No, really. Um... I have a hard time letting that go long because my heart really goes out for those of you who are sitting there not experiencing all of this and you're wondering, what what the heck's going on? Come on, be honest. There were some of you. Yeah. I have no clue. I... I, (laughs) 
I do not know how that, I do not know how that happens. Um, the longest that I've let that go is 20 minutes without saying anything. Um, and then, and then I had had enough. I just couldn't stand it any longer because I have some really important things to say. Never mind what he was doing. Okay, a couple of um, uh, observations here. Um, first of all, it's been exactly, exactly two years since we've been here. Uh, we're really glad to be back. Uh, we do stay in touch with y'all. And I don't know if you're aware of it, um, but this church uh, regularly, monthly, gives into our ministry, bl- blesses us. Um, you know, it's a regular thing that your church does, not as even as Brent and Suzanne. It's blazing fire, and see in Philippians it says not that I I care about the gift. I'm paraphrasing. Not that I care about the gift, but I care about the fruit that abounds to your account. You see, so many people. Uh, and I had a problem with this because uh, I was a very successful businessman. When I went into ministry and people started blessing me, I had a hard time because I had, I had come from being a corporate guy with an expense account and, and you know corporate car and all that kind of stuff. Then I went into business for myself as a commercial real estate agent, um, and I was making lots of money. And so I would always buy the lunch. I would always buy the drink or, or whatever. So I wasn't used to receiving. I was used to giving. Okay, but I didn't give it as a blessing because I wasn't saved. I, I just gave. That's just what I did. So when I went into ministry and people started blessing me, I had to learn that scripture because um, when you deny somebody pouring into you, you're denying them that blessing. This church, by pouring into us and helping support what we do, every time we go to Latin America, to Austria, to Hong Kong, to Japan, to Australia, to wherever, every time somebody gets saved, every time somebody gets healed, everybody, every time somebody gets delivered, it literally abounds to your account in heaven. Yeah. So that's why it really is a blessing when you can bless somebody like to go on a, a mission trip. Now, there are differences in missions trips. I know Brent has just come back from a missions trip um, to um, Uganda. Yeah. Every time you say that, I keep thinking of Chelsea Handler wrote that book, you gotta, Uganda Be Kidding Me. <laughs> now, I know only a few of you got that because... Because <clears throat> well, you don't even know who Chelsea Handler is, but that, that's okay. It's probably best that way. Yeah, yeah, they don't know. Well, right. At, at dinner tonight, they didn't, they didn't know who, uh, who um, John Stewart was from The Daily Show. How many people know John Stewart? <laughs> How many people know of Trevor Noah, who's going to replace John Stewart? I have about five of us. Wow, you're going to love him, by the way. You're just going to love him. Anyway, that, that has nothing to do with tonight. Absolutely. Okay, reel that one. Out. That, rabbit, that rabbit is running. We got to catch him. Okay, um, so um, this, this is not... <laughs> I, 
This is not the Presbyterian Church Cathedral I was expecting. I mean, we, 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 we were Presbyterians, if you know our story. We were Presbyterians, and, you know, we, 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 it wasn't a cathedral kind of church, but it wasn't a tent. <laughs> Presbyterian churches don't normally have tents for their buildings, so this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, okay. And one... One final observation. Some of you may have realized that um, I have a bandage on my nose and, and, and some stuff on my forehead. Um, I, I had to take on um, three pit bull dogs that were attacking a little uh, child. And one of the dogs bit me, bit off half my nose. And, and the doctors are telling me that I should regain my smell Maybe in about a year, year or so. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? Yeah. It, it, it's actually a lot better than the truth. Um, I had a, a basal cell carcinoma uh, on my nose and a melanoma in my forehead, and they've cut them all out and re, you know, structured everything. And this is the stitches are out. The stitches are out in both places. This is healing up very quickly. This is getting there. But I'm doing a meeting this weekend with the bandage, and next weekend an Angels and Miracles conference um, sponsored by the Healing Rooms of Cincinnati uh, with our friend Gary Oates. Uh, it, the irony has not been lost upon me that, that we're going to be doing healing meetings, and I've come in all bandaged. But, um, you know, I, I'm just kind of hanging on um, Paul Manwaring's book, and I, I think he makes a really great point in that book. Paul Manwaring is one of the people who's on staff up at Bethel Church in Reading, and he went through a cancer situation years ago, and he wrote in his book that healing through doctors and the medical profession is not a second-class healing, not at all. So I bless that. Now, I, I would have liked it if, you know, we, we could have come out with the doctor scratching his head saying, I don't understand it, but there's no cancer there. Um, I, I would have liked that, but that's not the way it happened. So I got good medical attention, and, and so, but I, I have this bandage on my nose, and you would not want to see what's underneath. Uh, I have a hard time seeing what's underneath. So, so anyway, that's, that's, that's that. Okay, um, out of curiosity, because, you know, we have been at this church a long time. We, we, we've known these guys since 01. We met y'all right after we came up to Vacaville, and y'all were coming to, like, the pastor's meetings we were doing at the mission church there in Vacaville. So we, we've been around here a lot. But, you know, things change. We recognize some faces in here, and it's uh, really good to see a bunch of you guys. But how many of you have never seen us before? You, you really don't know who we are. <laughs> wow. And you came anyway. Wow. Okay, I was going to go down the road about missions. I, I, I got off track somewhere, and I'm not sure. Um, Brent's just come back from Uganda doing, uh, I know it's Chelsea Handler, right, because she wrote that book, Uganda Be Kidding Me. Okay, I, I'm ba- see, I'm back, how I got back on. Okay, so he goes on a missions trip, and, and I don't know if you've heard his stories, um, but you need to hear my stories, because when we go on a missions trip, like Donnelly has gone on, we stay in nice hotels and <laughs> and we don't eat crickets and um, 
you know, particularly when we go to Brazil, we, we have really good food, Jahascaria, where they bring around beef. Yeah, bring around beef and, and everything. How many of you have been on some sort of a mission trip to South America like Brazil or Colombia? Yeah, yeah, so you, you, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we do take teams. We're taking a team to Cali, um, Colombia in November. There is still time to sign up. Um, if, if you would like to know about our trips, I have a sign-up sheet back there on the table. This does not mean you're going. It doesn't mean that you're committing yourself. It's that you would like to be on our list to receive an email from us describing the trips. And then if you are interested, we'll talk about how we get you there, et cetera, et cetera. So that uh, is back on the table. Uh, I also have a sign-up sheet. If you received a, um, a thing from Mad Mimi, that's one of those um, email kind of things that sends out promotions you know, that, that I make up. Um, about these meetings. I know you have your own thing, because I saw that. That was really good, by the way. That was really good. I even got encouraged just, just reading some of our testimonies. Um, but it, it, look, I, I, read, I read our testimonies all the time. I'm going to talk about that tonight. I read them all the time because I, I'm, I'm like 15 minutes away from depression at any moment. So I need to encourage myself, and I do that through the testimonies. So anyway, if you are not receiving information about when we are ministering up here in Northern California, and we do minister quite often. In fact, we're coming back um, in a few weeks to do a, a training on deliverance at the mission up in Vacaville. Um, it, it, we don't solicit you for money. We don't sell your name. We don't try to get you to give us money or buy anything or anything like that. It's strictly to let you know when we are ministering here in Northern California. So I have a sign-up sheet back there as well. Okay. We do have some resources. I think they will be beneficial to you. I wrote a book a few years ago, Living the Miraculous Life Beyond the Comfort Zone. If you want to see miracles, most often it will be uncomfortable and inconvenient. God, we're right there. Here's why you need this book. Do you like God stories? There's a lot of God stories in here. Do you ever wonder about the early days of this renewal, which is now 21 years old, but the early days, 1998, 99, and how it all came together, and and what, what was God doing as I got to travel with Randy Clark around the world for almost a year and a half? It's, it's like a behind-the-scenes peek at what it was like in the early days of the renewal. Have you ever wondered, like, how did all these pieces fit together? And who was this guy who was just a team member named Bill Johnson? He wasn't Bill Johnson back then. He was just Bill Johnson, one of the team members. Things like that. If, if that interests you, if the history of this revival that we are in interests you, you'll love this book. Have you ever had relationship problems? particularly with marriage. We talk about our marriage getting healed. We were separated on our way to divorce, and God intervened. Have you ever had money problems? Have you ever had God tell you to do some things that made absolutely no sense, but you did it anyway, even when it meant that you got down to absolutely no money? And then he says, and I want you to travel with this guy, and he's not going to pay you, and you have to pay your own way, and you don't have any money. Well, it sounded like God to us, so we did it. This book will encourage you in those areas. 
prayer ministry clinic. I've got a CD back there where we did a clinic up at uh, the church in Sacramento, uh, uh, Orangevale actually at the time, um, where we just talk about everything about how to pray for the sick and uh, why do people fall down and 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 how do you get words of knowledge? And we just did a little bit of everything. I also have a CD back there uh, on words of knowledge that we all actually recorded at an early meeting with you guys in a gymnasium somewhere. Uh, I, I don't even know where it was, some school or something. Um, if you've ever wanted to know how do you flow in the gift of words of knowledge, that CD would be very helpful to you. If you want to know how to flow in prayer ministry, this CD would be very good for you. If you want the expanded one, there's a booklet back there that covers deliverance and healing. And finally, I'm coming to the conclusion. I've always said probably the best message that I know of on healing, besides my wife's on the truth about healing, is a message called Principles of Healing. It's also back there on the table. There are principles of healing. For example, the principle of faith. More happens in an atmosphere of faith than an atmosphere of doubt. But what happens when you're having a bad faith day and you've got a need in front of you? You don't make the principle into a law because the enemy can use that to beat you up with and say if you don't have enough faith or if they don't have enough faith, nothing can happen. So I tell you the principle... But then I tell you a story that contradicts the principle and the person got healed anyway. It was the most freeing, liberating message I'd ever heard, so I stole it from my mentor, Randy Clark. But I used my stories because we lived this message. I've always said that's probably one of the best teachings I've done, but I'm coming to the conclusion that it's this one. It's his kindness. It's Romans 2.4. It's his kindness that leads to repentance. Not repentance to turning away from sin, but repentance changing the way you think about a heavenly Father who loves us so much that He did not give us sickness or disease. He gave us His Son, Jesus. We are in a movement of God that is all about love. It's always been about love. And somehow I think this church picked up that message. I'm not sure. Just something, because sometimes I hear about little you know, things about love coming out of this church. But here's, here's the deal. We... In the community, whether you're Christian or not, we hadn't gotten it. We, we still have a long way to go. It was in 2010. We were here doing an Angels and Miracles conference uh, over here in Livermore. And there was a, a thing on USA Today. And it was a, a, about a, a family that was picketing a funeral of a U.S. soldier that had died. He was a gay soldier. They were picketing him. It was part of that Westboro Baptist Church thing. The very next day... There was an article, once again in USA Today, headline, How America Views God. And they had a pie chart, and they talked about the different statistics. Only 22% saw him as a loving, benevolent God. Yeah, wow. We still have a long way to go to get across this message of his love. And one of the ways he shows his love for us is through healing. So, for example... When I had my situation three weeks ago cut out uh, with my nose and my forehead and I'm starting to go through the healing process, I posted on Facebook about um, you know, what, what, what had gone on that day. Well, then I found out some news that it, it hadn't gone quite as well as we originally thought. And so I reposted because I want to be really honest. I don't want to paint a false picture. And 
I got a lot of comments. I got a lot of comments of support and love and, you know, we're pulling for you, Bill, blah, 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 blah. And then there was one comment. And it was, you know, now you have to um, face up to fake healings. The healing, the healing is fake. Now you're dealing with the real thing. It's time for you to repent and confess your sins and let God deal with you in your suffering. Something like that. That is not God's love. So I wrote him and I said, I'm sorry you have such a distorted view of a heavenly father who loves you so much that he does not give you sickness or disease. He gives you Jesus. It's his kindness. Is there anybody who feels like maybe they need this message or you know somebody who needs this message? Right there. There you go. I don't want to throw it. I might kill somebody. So, yeah. Um... Prayer ministry clinic. You, you really want to know how to minister. There you go, right there. You guys, right here. All right. Oh, I saw the hand back there. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. Vacaville people, yeah. Okay. Um. I want to do some things tonight um, really keying on the mandate. Um, I was a very successful businessman. 1992, God ambushed me. My wife was an ordained Presbyterian pastor. I was unsaved. I was faithful in the church every Sunday for 13 years. I mean, really faithful. I was even the head usher for three years. Totally unsaved, had no relationship with Jesus, uh, and bound up in ugly sexual sin. And I ended up, it's a long story, it's in the book, um, but I, I went to a meeting, to a prayer meeting at Carol's church, and God ambushed me. I, I didn't, I had never been exposed to the Pentecostal charismatic movement. Uh, I, I, no way I'd have come to this church. <laughs> I had enough trouble with the, the few rogue Presbyterians that would stand and raise their hands. Come on. Yeah. Um, and when the service was longer than an hour, <laughs> somebody needs to teach them time management. Um, so anyway, I, I, um, I got ambushed by God, and that night everything changed. First Samuel 10, 6, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you can be changed into a different person. When I got up off the floor, and for anybody wondering... Out of anybody, this church probably out of wonder the least, but then there's some new people here. Um, be honest. Have you ever wondered, why do people fall down? Come on, be honest. You've wondered that? Yeah, okay. I have the answer. They fell down because they couldn't stand up anymore. <laughs> it really is as simple as that, and it's biblical... That doesn't mean you have to fall down to get blessed by God. You can stand there like an oak of righteousness. It's not about whether you stand or you flip and flop, shake and bake. It's about what is God doing with your heart. And it is biblical because when they dedicated the temple of Solomon, it says the priest could no longer stand to minister because of the glory of the Lord. That's what was happening when I got up here. The glory was literally filling this place and some of you just spilled out a little bit. So I, I, I got totally changed that night, um, and I, I, 
I had a vision of, of Jesus. He said he loved me. He forgave me. Uh, and he said, and, and you can do this too. And I knew what he meant. The power that was in the room, he was calling me to. Within the first 30 days, I had three different prophecies from three different people who did not know each other, independent of each other, and they all prophesied over me that I would be involved in a healing ministry. And I felt like God spoke to me that night and gave me a mandate. And the mandate was, heal the sick, teach others to heal the sick, and impart to them what happened to you. So I have felt all along that that was really my calling, and and the marching orders have not been changed to my knowledge. And so we've We've been doing this now like this for 16 plus years. We've, we've been in ministry doing these kinds of things um, for about 23 years. Uh, Carol, longer than me, because she was spirit-filled for about five years prior to, to me getting touched. Uh, but we've been doing this around the world for la- the last 16 years. After we traveled with Randy Clark, then we were released into our own ministry, uh, w- which is what we do now. Um, and I just felt like Part of that mandate is to keep on pouring into people, that that has not changed in any way at all. We've learned some things along the way. I'm going to talk about that this weekend, but we had one of these aha moments. You know, you can know something, but then you have that, oh. That really happened for me um, probably back in 06. Um, I was doing a meeting down in Fortaleza, Brazil, and we had about 900 people in the, in the meeting, um, great meeting. Halfway through the meeting, my translator stops me. And he, he says, do you have a story about migraines getting healed? I've got such a terrible migraine headache. I, I can't see the words on the page of the Bible. I can't think of the words and the phrases because, you know, it's not a word-for-word word kind of thing. They have to restructure it because their verb tense is different. And some of the things we say don't make sense down there, th- that kind of thing. He said, I'm having trouble just getting the sentences so that they understand what I'm saying. I, I, do you have a story about that? And I said, well, yeah, I do. So I told a story about migraines being healed. I, I got a lot of stories. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a teacher. I'm definitely not a pastor. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a prophet. I'm not, not apostolic. I'm, I'm a little bit of a teacher. And I'm a storyteller. And if you like stories, then you'll like our ministry. Because that's really all we do is tell stories and get people healed. So um, I, I told a story. And then apparently, whatever compassion that I had did not surface because I kept on going with my message to this poor guy who can't see or think. Five minutes later, he stops, stops me, and he speaks Portuguese to the crowd. And then he turns to me and he tells me what he just told him. That basically, he asked me to tell a story so that he could grab hold of the testimony for himself. It's not just a nice little story. I know you guys have heard this. It's not just a nice little story when we, when we tell the story of what happened to or through us. That's why it's so important. And, and we, we do run into uh, to people who say sometimes, well, you know, I, I, I don't want to call attention to myself. That's good. You're not supposed to be calling attention to yourself. You're supposed to be calling attention to him who did it for you, did it to you, did it through you, so that someone else can grab a hold of it as well because he's no respecter of persons. If he did it for them, he can do it for you. So we had one of those ahas. I want to encourage you with the power of the testimony of people who have been used powerfully 
for healing. People who had no clue. See, I didn't believe in healing. I'd never seen it. I'd never been in a charismatic Pentecostal church. I'd never seen Benny Hinn. I had never been exposed to any of this. So I certainly did not believe in healing, and it certainly did not happen in our church. I mean, we, we just didn't do that. So if, and, and, and we really taxed your visual department back here because we came in late, but we're going to see if this is going to work. And I can't see you back there, but I see, there you are. Yeah, okay. So let's see if this first one works, and, and then if not, well, I'll just go from there. Ha, ah, that's beautiful. Wow. Oh, and I can face forward, and I can see it. That's so cool. Okay. This is, uh, this is what it's like to go on one of our missions trips. This is a chahascaria down in uh, Fortaleza, Brazil. Uh, we're all, um, I don't, it's a team of about 15 people or so. Uh, we're all enjoying the, the chahascaria is where they bring the meats around and the skewers. Uh, uh, I, I don't eat meat anymore much, but, um, it, you know, it's really fun. So the guy on the left is named Stan Don. He's from Vietnam, lives in San Diego. He works uh, as a city planner for the city of San Diego. He got so touched back in um, about seven years ago, he came to a meeting because he had heard, he, he told his friend, and we didn't find this out until just about six months ago. He told his friend, he said, there's this couple and they teach on healing. They actually believe that God uses them for healing. Let's go check them out. Now, he comes from a Presbyterian background. So he came, he got so excited he said, maybe I ought to go on one of those trips. And, and so the, the friend said, you know, that'd be a really good idea. If nothing else, maybe you could just carry his bag and something would happen. Well, he got so anointed. Now he's going around the world leading teams. Yeah. Um, you, you can't really see them as well, but the people right behind uh, uh, live up in Vacaville. They're really good friends of ours. Uh, uh, Brian works for um, the... PG, PG&E here in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Um, yeah, Brian King and his wife Donna. Donna was a Jehovah's Witness. Now she's a witness for the great God Jehovah. And she's got anointing for dance. When she dances, the place just breaks open. Well, Brian is one of these guys who not only moves powerfully, probably the greatest gift of discerning of spirits that I've ever encountered a real strong healing gift. Sometimes he just declares the word, but he works for PG&E. He's, an, he's a stealth undercover agent. He's got a reputation in that company such that bosses higher level that he doesn't work for will call him in, tell him a story about a problem they're having. He has no idea what they're talking about because he's not in that division he goes and prays about it. He comes back and he spouts words that he doesn't really know what he's saying. And they go, oh, that was it. That's what we missed. Wow. God gives him revelation. Absolutely amazing. The guy on the right, uh, right up front in the sort of a blue shirt, um, he's a plumber from Wasilla, Alaska. He's very much, he, you know, plumber uh, like Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth was not a, an accomplished speaker. He was not a real accomplished minister. He would literally hit people to drive the devil out. Well, I, I, Craig hasn't done that, I don't think. 
But he's got probably one of the greatest gifts for uh, on-the-street on evangelism that I've ever seen. He went with us in 07 to, uh, to Brazil, wanted to see what it was all about. It totally, literally changed his life. And now he leads teams to the Philippines, to Brazil. He, he, he goes and ministers, kind of like what you were talking about, going through the villages. He'll go down there to Brazil by himself, uh, get with a translator, and they'll just go through a favela, which is a slum, and he'll lead people to the Lord. He'll, he'll bring healing. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. These people were all under our ministry who got anointed for healing. Why don't you show the next uh, picture, if you would. This is Alex and Sharon. Uh, Alex uh, and Sharon live in Rochester, New York. They came to a meeting about three years ago that we did. It was an Angels and Miracles conference. Um, Alex told me later, he said, the only reason I came to this conference was because I wanted to convince my wife that she was involved with a cult. And he, and he told me, he said, you know, that first night, Friday night, when you got up to speak, I didn't like you. I didn't like you because you spoke truth, you spoke Bible, you weren't weird, and people got healed. And then the next morning when, when Carol got up, I knew I was undone and I am totally wrong. So they bought everything we've spoken or uh, written, and two months later, they were with us in Brazil. They have been used powerfully uh, everywhere they've gone. I think they've gone on seven or eight trips with us. The last trip they went on, um, as we are ministering, the last Sunday morning, it's uh, two, two services uh, 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 Sunday morning, when we go into prayer ministry, we have the team spread out. He sees a little boy being carried to him. The boy is paralyzed. The boy looks like he's four years old. He's actually eight years old. He was paralyzed on one side uh, when he was born. His twin brother died during childbirth. He, he had never walked, never been able to raise his arms. And Alex was thinking something I know none of you would think. He was thinking, bummer for that kid. I've seen a lot of healing, but I haven't seen that. And they're going to have to carry the kid out. Go ahead and show the next picture. That's the little boy. When we went into the second service, they came back and told us, he's in the Sunday school with the rest of the kids and he's running and playing for the first time ever. Go ahead and show the next one, please. This was three years ago, 21-year-old Leisha in Australia. Um, We were there for two weeks. We were teaching on a little bit of everything healing and um, uh, sozo. So we did the healing thing first, and, you know, it was a Friday night, all day Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, that kind of thing. And I, I got to know Leisha a little bit, and she, she told me her story. She said, I've pray, I believe in it. I've prayed for people. I've prayed for people. Pray, 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 and nobody's gotten healed. And I got discouraged, and I've quit praying. I understand that. I, sometimes it hurts, particularly when, when it's, it's, it, it gets beyond your shield. When it's personal, that hurts. And I understand that reaction. I just don't think it's the right one. I think a better reaction is stepping in. God, obviously, I don't have enough. I've got to have more of you flowing through me because you are the healer. So she told me this story, and I just felt like I saw a healing anointing on her. So I prayed and prophesied over her. First Timothy and Second Timothy. Don't neglect the gift that was given through prophecy and the laying on of hands. Remind to stir up that gift. I think that's incumbent upon us. 
So I would pray and prophesy over her and she would just fall out, like some of you probably would, just fall out on the floor and shake violently. Look, I, I do understand that because it happened to me that night that I got touched. Now it doesn't happen. I don't know why. And he uses me anyway. She would just shake, 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 shake and shake and laugh. And I just kept praying and prophesying. Well, she must have heard something that I said during that weekend. Basically, it's an old vineyard saying, don't tell me healing doesn't work till you've prayed for 100 people. Because if you pray for 100 people, somebody will get healed and you'll get hooked. Well, we were in a small community in Australia outside of Adelaide. And the only people that she could find to pray for the next day on Monday were out, all out on the streets and there were four of them, not together, but there were four, four of them that she prayed for that day, and they were all in wheelchairs. Yeah, so much for, oh, God, send me something easy. <laughs> you see, that's our mindset. We're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow. That's our mindset, that it's easier to heal a headache than it is to bring somebody out of a wheelchair, right? A headache's easier to heal. A cold is easier to heal than blindness or deafness. But you can't heal either one. But he can. You're in relationship, bringing the love of God. He's chosen to use us, frail people like us. Like, yeah, like even you, dude. Yeah. I mean, you do realize he doesn't need you, right? He's chosen to use it. He could do it himself. And sometimes he does. Oftentimes he does. But he wants to use us. So she prayed for this woman and show the next picture. She took this picture as the woman came out of the wheelchair, pushing her wheelchair down the street. And in case you're wondering, was that just, you know, psychosomatic? Was it just emotional for that moment? I, we went back a year later and I'm telling that story. This way. It was a chair. It moved. Oh. I'm telling that story, and halfway through, a lady stands up in the middle, like middle of the congregation there, and she says, that's my mother, and she's not been in the wheelchair since. I believe one day... Uh, oh, and, and, and what happened to Alicia? I really thought... She she worked at the grocery store. The, the grocery store is called Woolworths. They call it Woolies. Um, Australia is just a funny place. you got to go to Australia sometimes. It's just great people. Um, I really thought, she, well, she'll never make it a month or two because she was starting to pray for everything that moved. Anybody coming into that store was fair game. Well, she started leading the youth group. She's now in a Bethel-type ministry school, leading them. I believe one day, would not surprise me if you hear about a young Australian gal with a healing ministry going around the world named Alicia. Okay, that was Australia. Would God pour out his power and anoint somebody for healing who had never prayed for anybody in their life in Northern California? Maybe, what, 30 minutes up the road in Vallejo? Show the next picture, please. The woman with her hand raised, the left arm, rotator cuff problems, not been able to raise her arm 
for about a year. The young daughter on, uh, to, to the left of her, yeah, yeah, had never prayed for anybody in her life. When I told the people who were standing, which the, the mother was standing at that point, I, I just said, just put your hand gently where their problem is. She said she immediately got goosebumps all over her arms. Uh, she got goosies. Okay. <laughs> J-Lo, American Idol, Juicies. Yeah, okay, okay. Thank you. Got goosies. Goosebumps. She laid her hand on the shoulder. The woman said heat and power just went through her. She raised her arm just like that. And then we couldn't stop the young girl. She wanted to pray for everybody there. That was an anointing. Okay, you can turn that off for the moment because I'm going to do some ministry. I felt like I was supposed to do it like this. There's a cost to the anointing. When you get anointed and people know that you're, you've got an anointing for healing, there will be a pull on you. Come pray for my sister. Would you go to the hospital? Would you go visit so-and-so? Would you, would you, would you, would you? Sometimes if you're on the ministry team and you're in a... a, a well, it doesn't really apply to this church because you don't meet on Sundays. But a, a lot of times, ministry team people don't get to go to lunch with everybody else because they're ministering. So I don't know, maybe, maybe you miss going out for a chocolate Sunday after the Saturday night service. I don't know. So there is a cost to the anointing. So I, I want you to be aware of that. And, and if you really want to move in miracles, oftentimes it will be inconvenient and uncomfortable. It sometimes is uncomfortable where I pray for people out there in the marketplace. It's on the tennis court. Because I, I play tennis and there's a lot of injuries. And, and, and a lot of my friends don't know what I do. And they have another kind of concept of what I do as a minister. They, they, don't, they don't get that. And they don't understand you go around the world and you teach on healing and blind eyes open. Yeah, right. You know, they just don't get it. But if you're hungry, if God is speaking to you and you want more, I want this section to stand up. And I want these two sections to get in on this. Stretch your hands toward them. All of you, just relax and open up your hands. Close your eyes. And for right now, don't pray. Just receive. Holy Spirit, come on this section. Holy Spirit, come and let the fire fall in a new and fresh way. Lord, I know they've been prayed for before, but I'm asking for a new, fresh fire of anointing and healing. Some may be leaders. Some may be people who are visiting here for the first time. Some may not know what's going on. That's okay. I didn't know what was going on that night you ambushed me, God. If, if you did it to me, you can do it to them. Come, Holy Spirit, and release a fire of God, a fresh anointing. Give them visions of people.
that they are supposed to be praying for. Some of them have been knowing they were supposed to pray for a relative or a friend or a co-worker and they haven't done it. Lord, put such a burden on their hearts. Not as a burden, but, but as a privilege. Holy Spirit, come and anoint them. More, more, because you said we could ask for more. Lord, we hope there's more. More, 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 more. Oh, yeah. Lord, I bless what you are doing in the name of Jesus. Okay. Let me have your attention. You may sit down. Now, how many of you felt fire, tingling, electricity through your body and particularly on your hands? Okay. That's a good indication of a healing anointing. Many times God marks out people like that. How many of you felt like you were close to tears or maybe your heart was beating more rapidly than normal? Close to tears or heart beating? Yet that's many times an indication of the compassion of Jesus. And how many of you, my people, you felt, you you love God and you want to be used for healing, but you felt absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. My people. Okay. Same thing goes for this section. Yeah. Okay. This side and this side. Stretch your hands toward them. We're gonna sand. We're gonna sandwich them. More, Lord. More, Lord. Mais, Senhor. Mais. Mais poder. Mais poder. Liber. Ansam para cura. Em nome de Jesus. Mais, Senhor. Mais, Senhor. Mais, Senhor. Or when you go to Cali, Colombia with us. Mais, Senhor. Mais. Mais poder. Mais poder. Mais poder. More power. More power. More power. More, Lord. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Enchi. Enchi con amor. Mas, senor. Mas. And for any, any Koreans, Domini Junim. Domini Junim. Sonyonemo Shepsoso. Sonyonemo Shepsoso. More, Lord. Fill them. Fill them with power. Fill them with power. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Okay, middle section, you may sit down. Once again, how many of you in the middle 
felt fire, electricity, tingling. Okay. Tears, heart beating, and nothing. Aren't you glad it's not about shake and bake or about standing? It's about your heart. Are you more in love with him? You know, John Wimber used to say, I I don't care if they hang from the chandelier. Are they more in love with Jesus and more willing to do what he says to do? Okay, church. Yeah. Let the fire of God fall. Let the fire of God fall. Okay. Wow. Let me go ahead and sit down. Let me have your attention once again. Shaking electricity. Live wire. Yeah. Um, um, compassion. Yeah. On, on the floor. And nothing. Didn't feel it, but I love God. I want to be used. I want to be used. If you waited... For me to feel something before I would pray for you, we would be here all night. I did this. I've only done this particular message like this one other time. And I felt like I was supposed to do it tonight and when I got to this section as I was praying for them I, I, didn't, I mean I had not planned on it but I said half of you believe healing is for you and half of you don't believe healing is for you we had a woman come and testify the next day that was, that was Saturday night that we did that then Sunday morning she gave her testimony she was in the back room watching the service on the monitor because she was looking, watching the kids. And she said, I sit in that section and what you described was me. I've got a hurt finger. It's been hurting for a year. It's, I just considered it was arthritis. And, you know, there's a lot more serious things out there and I didn't really think God would heal something like that and it wasn't really for me and I, I've not really been healed of anything like that and and I, I just didn't think it was for me. And, and so I identified with that. 
And as you prayed, and as I watched on the monitor, all of a sudden, my finger popped. It popped so loudly that my eyes were closed and I was afraid to open them because I knew my finger was broken. She opened her eyes and realized she could move her finger. She had not been able to even hold a coffee cup. And she demonstrated the next day how she is totally healed. Healing is for you, is for you, is for you. Okay, so that was the first aha. I wanted you to get that. First of all, I wanted to pour in anointing. And secondly, I wanted to get across to you that there's power in the testimony. If God can use those people that I just showed you, what could he do with you? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So let me tell you about the second aha that we had, that um, we're grateful for the aha. We're, we're still wondering about the process. Proverbs six thirty and 31, when the thief is found out, he must repay seven times over. Payback. And... Late November of 12, I, 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 told, I told y'all the story earlier and I got the wrong year. So it's getting close to three years. I woke up with excruciating pain and then a week later, I couldn't move my arm. I could lift my arm myself so it wasn't frozen, but I could not lift my arm. And... Um, because it was holidays, because I was traveling, because doctors had holidays, because they needed to do exams and, and all those kinds of things, it just dragged on and on. And, and then the doctor said, well, I can't really help you and you need to go see this other guy. And the other guy spent 15 minutes with me and said, I need to do surgery and we need to go up through your neck. It's arthritis in your, in your neck and your nerves and we need to put some pins in there. And, and we're praying against... Um, metal in the body and seeing things like healed and he wants to put screws in my neck, you know, that kind of thing. And I just said, no, I, I, no, no. <laughs> I want another opinion. And that took a while um, to get through the insurance. So bottom line is it, it had now been a, almost two months and I can't move my arm. I mean, literally, I can't, I can't move my arm more than that. So we started going after people who had problems with shoulders in the last two and a half years plus that that's happened, we've seen more shoulders healed than anything else because the enemy has to pay back. The enemy is a liar and a thief, and we've gone after it. We pressed in even when it was difficult. So um, I want to just show you some testimonies. I want to show you this first picture, if you, if you would. We were in a church in a suburb of Seattle called Bonnie Lake. Um, we went and got this man's testimony. We've got people standing all over the room who have uh, problems with their shoulder. And when we went and interviewed him, Carol went and interviewed him, um, and, and I love the fact they happen, happened to have, as you can see, a banner on the wall. And right where his hand, his right hand, is, is just that glowing. I mean, that's just so cool. Um, he told us, he said, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know God. And I didn't think he would do anything for me. This is late January of 2013. 
Um, he had had rotator cuff surgery in November, so three months before. And when he got to about right there with his arm, the doctors told him, the therapist told him, that's as good as it'll ever get. And, and, and they dismissed him, which to me is just mind-boggling. But they said, it's not going to get any better. We're sorry about that. Physical therapy is not going to help you. He said, when you were praying, and we were praying over the group, you know, there's a lot of different ways that God comes to heal. One of the ways he comes is through laying on of hands. Another way is through words of knowledge. Another way is just the dynamous power. You walk into the building and boom, you get it. Another way is, is literally where the presence of God is so strong and you're declaring the word. So he, he, he said, when I was standing there and you were praying over the group, he said, all of a sudden, my arms just went up. I couldn't stop it. I, I do find it ironic that he gets healed along with lots of others in the school that we, we did there at the church as well as that meeting, and I can't move my arm. I, I literally have to pick it up to put it on my steering wheel, and I can't pick it up to put it down. I just let go, and it falls down. Now, obviously, I went through physical therapy. I got lots of prayer, um, and, and I'm fine now. Yeah. The, the physical therapist, actually, we're, we're going to tell you a story about Carol. Carol ended up having to go to a physical therapist. It was the same one that worked on my shoulder. And she told us, she said, I've been using your story for the people that I train, physical therapists that I train, because when you came in, we still didn't know what was wrong. All we knew was the doctor was saying, get into physical therapy. We don't know why his shoulder went, went wrong. It just did. Do something. And, and so she uses that story to kind of test them. Now, what would you do? And, and then we were able to provide her with more documentation so that now she's got more information to be able to teach uh, physical therapists. So, so that was really cool. We got that benefit out of Carol's uh, situation. Um, we went after shoulders. We've gone after shoulders more than anything else, and that's what we've seen healed. So fast forward to this year, February, Friday the 13th, February the 13th. It was a gorgeous day in San Diego. We were going to go down to Coronado Island and go ride Segways until 7 o'clock in the morning when Carol was coming back from her regular walk. She stepped up from the street to the curb like she always did to enter into our gate area and fell. Either she fell or bone density, which was deficient, um, caused her femur to break, and she fell. Don't know which. Bottom line is she fell. And she broke her femur, and she broke her right wrist. And um, needless to say, lots of plans got moved, changed, canceled, etc. Um, I, I won't go there. Um, I did things that I didn't think I could do to help my wife like in the shower and drying hair and yeah, yeah, I did that. Oh. <laughs> it was an interesting time, needless to say. If you would, go ahead and show the next picture. This is Carol on the left on her walker. This is her when she graduated from the walker to the cane. And then this is her with no cane. Yeah, yeah. All the while, 
we're going after people with hip problems, wrist problems, elbow problems, anything with having to do with the arms. Um, and so we started doing that with every meeting, every meeting. Now, she wasn't able to travel until June, but in, um, in May, we went to Medellin, Colombia. Go ahead and show the next picture. We encountered these two guys. One is in a school, Christ for the Nations, and the guy on the right was in a meeting. Uh, we, we had five team members and a thousand people at every service in this one church. Wow. Yeah, get, you get to pray for a lot of people. Domeline knows, yeah. Three team members, 800 people at every meeting, one church, six days and nights. We got to pray for a lot of people. You got to see a lot of miracles, yeah. When you just put yourself out there, things happen. These guys had not been able to move their thumb for two years. Both of them had very similar stories. It was amazing. They had not been able to move their thumbs. Because Carol broke her wrist, we started going after that. The enemy has to repay. Um, if you would, um, show the next one. This was the, um, the same church. The guy on the left, I don't know if you can see it from there, but he cut off the white cast. He had, um, he, he literally, I don't even know what he used, but our team watched him cut off this cast, and that was Friday night. Sunday, he and his family come back. As you can see, he's wearing shoes. And his wife, who's got the black scarf, she's had leukemia for five years. She's got tumors in her stomach and her back. When she got healed, she started pushing on herself. She said, I can't even touch myself. And she's violently pushing on herself. And look at the smile. The first meeting that we were able to do was actually April. I was I, The next day I was going to Brazil, but Carol uh, went with me to a meeting that we did for a bunch of seniors um, uh, at, at this Assembly of God Church there in San Diego, which I've always kind of um, thought, you know, oh, great, get to go pray for a bunch of seniors and stuff, and, you know, they've, they've probably got some aches and pains and things like that. Then I started to realize, you are a senior. <laughs> yeah, that, that was not fun. So, I don't know if this uh, short testimony movie is going to play or not. We've had problems with it in the past, but let's give it a try. And if it won't, then just show the picture. Yeah. Okay. No sound. Six, where they wanted to amputate my left foot. Oh, wow. And they wanted to fuse it together. From that time, I've been walking with this cane. I had to have the cane everywhere I go. I, I had to lean on it for balance. Yeah. And I, I wear socks for to keep swelling down. Yeah. Came to the meeting tonight. I was in considerable pain. I received prayer. When I first came in, I was leaning on the cane. And now, the pain. show me what's going now on now. Now I can hold the cane and stand. Look I can at walk that. around. Can you walk? I can walk. Come on. Come Look on. at that. The pain. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. And we, we, his buddy posted on Facebook about a week or ten days later. It said he's, he's throwing away the cane. He's walking with no pain, no cane. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had, he, he, they had fused his ankle. They wanted to amputate his leg. It was 1996 that that had happened. He was in a motorcycle accident. Yeah. That's, oh. Okay. You've just seen the testimony. The enemy needs to pay back because it's scriptural. So, let's do some ministry. If you have a problem with your shoulder, why don't you stand up? If you have a problem with your wrist, your elbow, your forearm, your fingers, anything right or left, go ahead and stand up. What we're going to do is demonstrate different ways God wants to heal. Okay. If you can, put your hand where it hurts. If it hurts too many places and not enough hands, (laughs) just open up your hands. But I want you to close your eyes and I want you to relax and I do not want you to be Pentecostal charismatic. In other words, don't pray. Just receive. It's hard to drink and talk at the same time. So relax. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come all over this room, front to back, side to side. Lord, we thank you for this congregation. We thank you for who you are for this congregation. Some who are regulars here, some who have come because they knew you were going to be in the house. Holy Spirit, come. I speak to the muscles, ligaments, and tendons of the shoulder, to rotator cuff problems, to fingers, arthritis. Lord, I stand on the power of the testimony of that woman in the meeting in Vallejo just a few weeks ago who, when she closed her hand, her fingers, one finger would lock and she couldn't open it back up. But that, that morning, you healed her. Lord, I stand on the power of the testimony of that man I showed in Bonnie Lake, Washington, who didn't know you, got dragged to the church by his wife. And when I went back the next year, he was getting ready to lead a team to Chile to do healing ministry, a changed life. I speak to the forearm, to the, to the elbow, to, to what um, many people describe as tennis elbow. It, it's a, a, a tendonitis of the elbow. It's nerves and, and um, tendons that are stressed. We speak your healing word. We break the power of any afflicting spirit. We cancel every assignment of the enemy. We break off trauma of the shoulder in the name of Jesus. We bless the shoulders, the muscles, ligaments, and tendons in the name of Jesus. That the name of Jesus would be held in high esteem, would receive honor and glory. Some of you are feeling some things in your hands, arms, shoulders, whatever, if you will start to move your arm, fingers, hand, wrist, whatever, as an act of faith, I think you're going to find there is healing. Just begin to move it. Don't overstress it, but just begin to exercise your faith. 
if you just did that and you're recognizing you are 80 to 100% better, I want you to be honest with you, 80 to 100%. In other words, you had pain, now you don't. Or you couldn't do something, now you can. Wave at me vigorously so that I know. Two people right there. Three. Wait, real high so I can see you. There you go, way back there in the green. The gentleman in black, black right here, tell me what was going on with you. Yeah, right there. A golfer's elbow. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yep. Wow, 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 wow. The woman with the green sweater, way back there, you waved at me. Tell me real loud. Uh huh. Gone. Yeah. Wow. Okay, if, if you just got healed right then, you're 80 to 100%, sit, uh, sit down. If you're not there yet, keep standing. Okay? All right. Put your hand where it hurts the most. Close your eyes. Relax. Those of you who are around these people, if you have never prayed for somebody, you're a prime candidate. What have you got to lose? I'm going to walk you through this. What if you were like Leisha? What if you were like that young girl in the Vallejo meeting and God was about to anoint you for healing? You might need to get out of your seat and actually go to somebody. I want you to very gently put your hand on their hand. So I want everybody who is getting prayer, put your hand where it hurts the most. And somebody go to each and every one of these people and touch them very gently on their hand. So somebody needs to come over here to Brent. If you do not have somebody who has come to you and laid hands on you very gently, wave your hand at me. I'll get somebody. Okay, I've got two people right here. Maybe three people. Three of you in a row. I need three people right here. There you go. Take one of them. You got her. Okay, I need somebody for him. There you go. Okay, those of you who are praying for that person, put your hand very gently where it hurts on their hand. And I want you just to call it into order. Pain go, break the power of any afflicting spirit, cancel any assignments. Pour out the love of Jesus onto them. Speak loud enough so they can hear it, but not so loud that you disturb them. It's not a prayer of God, if it be your will. When the leper came to Jesus, he said, if you are willing. Jesus answered back, I am willing. Holy Spirit, throughout this room... Release the fire of God for healing. More, Lord. More, Lord. To the wrist, to the fingers, to the elbows, to the shoulders, in the name of Jesus. That the name of Jesus would be held 
in high esteem. Lord, we bless what you're doing. We bless what you're doing in the name of Jesus. Okay, you've got about 10 more seconds to bless them. Okay, stop praying. All the prayer people, go back to your seat. If you just got prayed for, stand up. All the prayer team people that you just prayed, sit down. If you just got prayed for, stand up. All right. If you can say on that prayer, yeah, yeah. If you can say on that prayer right then, you just received more of a measure of healing. I don't care if it's 1% or 100%. If you receive something right then, wave at me. Look at, look at that. Come on, church. Look at that. Okay. That's, that's like almost all of y'all. All y'all. That's the plural. Um, if you can say during that prayer, you are now 80 to 100% better. In other words, you had pain, now it's gone, or it's at least 80 to 100%, or you couldn't do something, now you can. We call that healing. Wave at me, like vigorously, vigorously. Wave at me. Hi. No, no, don't, don't, no, 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 no. If you're happy, show it. If you're happy and you know it, Yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to come back to you, and I don't remember who all on this side. The lady here in black. Okay, tell me, because you were d- doing one of these. Come on. No, um, a couple months ago, I got a pinched nerve, and I just um, had an issue with two of my fingers not having complete feeling like a right. irritating. Yeah, and uh, now? Um, it's better. Better, 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 better. And this lady right here, I think you were waving at me? Right. And 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 other times you've pressed on it and it hurts. Yeah, we call that healing. Okay. <laughs> the lady right here. Okay. Tell me what's going on. Two things happened um, during worship. The Lord said He was going to give me back the last year of my life. There were some things that were out of alignment, which I didn't realize until recently. And during that year, I had an injury to my elbow. And uh, anyway, the first time we prayed, I didn't feel anything. The second time we prayed, I was just receiving. And the Lord started healing me and reversing the year. And as I received him reversing the year, he also simultaneously took, took the pain and completely eliminated it. Yeah. Did we have anybody over here? You're still standing. Did something happen? Tell me about it. Shoulder is better. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah? Tell me. Uh, I've had uh, uh, a muscle uh, in, inside my hands, uh, like a tendonitis thing, yeah. that has been painful. And when I wake up in the morning, I can't even open up my hands. And uh, the, on the first prayer, that was completely gone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
did it did it affect your strength at all? Yeah, because it's it's painful. Yeah. Close my okay. Go ahead. Okay, that's a, that's a good, strong handshake. Okay. It's payback. It's payback. Okay, there's two other issues that we need to go for. I'm, I'm, I would be remiss, obviously, if we didn't go for. From the waist down. Carol broke her femur, so... It's not right or left or anything, hip, femur, knee, calf, um, thigh, ankle, any kind of thing like that, right or left, why don't you stand up? Okay, since you really can't lay hands on it, just open up your hands. Close your eyes and relax. Okay. Just receive. You're in the anointing. So just receive. I'm going to talk to some people here. So you just stay in this anointing. Just keep your eyes closed. If I point you out, I want you to be used for healing. You don't have to if you don't want to, but I would appreciate if you would. I want you to come here, the lady in black right here, and the lady right here, the hair, and, and the lady right here, Domily, and your friend, and your friend, and your friend, the four of you. Yeah, okay. And um, Joseph, yeah. And Carla. Yeah, Carla. Yeah, no. Carla. Yeah, you. Yeah. And um, the gentleman in the blue with the glasses and the gentleman right here with the white T-shirt, come on. And the gentleman in the blue all the way to the back. Okay, just come right up here. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're my prayer team. It's called Tag Team Praying. You do not have time to fall in love with anyone. You have 10 seconds per person. So it's all things made new, be healed in the name of Jesus. All things be made new, be healed in the name of Jesus. All things be, you're going to rotate, you're going to touch lots of people. You're going to stand in the anointing. Yeah. And you're going to go through the congregation and you're just going to touch them. All things made new. Be healed in the name of Jesus. You're just going to pray as God tells you, but you're not going to stay with anybody. You're not going to fall in love with them. Yes, it's a lot to ask. Do Do you get it? Do you get it? Okay, some of you need to go all the way to the back. Some need to start here in the front. And we're just going to do this for about a minute. So you've got to touch a lot of people. All things made new in the name of Jesus. Touch very gently. Don't hurt anybody. Okay. All things made new. Be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You do it too. We bless these. We bless the hip. We bless the knee, the ankle, the toes in the name of Jesus. All things made new. We break off any trauma in the name of Jesus. 
All things made new in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now more, Lord. Release your power in this room. Release your power through these prayer ministers who didn't know I was going to do this. Lord, get them. Get them, get them, get them, get them, get them. Get them for those who need healing and get them for those who are now praying. Let your fire fall in this room. We bless what you are doing in the name of Jesus. All things made new in the name of Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We speak to feet, to toes, to arches, to grow in the name of Jesus. More, Lord. You said we could ask for more, Lord. You said we could ask for more. We bless what you're doing. We bless what you are doing throughout this room in the name of Jesus. Okay, you got about 20 more seconds. 20 more seconds to bless them. Keep moving. Keep moving. Okay, my prayer team people, you may go back to your seat. If you were standing to get prayer, stay standing. Let me have your attention. Prayer, prayer team people, go sit down. See, now, once I got you started, now you don't want to stop. As our coordinator in Columbia says... U.S. team, U.S. team, we got to get on the bus right now. We got to go. You do not have time to fall in love with anyone. We got to go right now. (laughs) Now, that right there, if that's not an incentive to go on this trip to Cali, I don't know what is. This guy is probably one of the best translators we've ever had around the world, and he is such a character. He was a, a drug dealer... Uh, got caught here in the United States. They um, they didn't really want him. They wanted his uh, higher up, but he wouldn't snitch. And uh, while he was in prison, uh, Jesus appeared to him three times. He got saved. He became the pastor of the Hispanic portion of that prison. And when he went back to Colombia, um, God had spoken to him and said, you will translate for me. When we met him in 06, he was translating 20 days out of every month. Now he translates almost every day out of every month for um, uh, all kinds of ministers um, like us and Gary Oates and Jack Coe Jr. and, and many, many others, uh, Benny Hinn, etc. So he's just a real character, and he does take care of us. So if you want to know about our trips, sign up. Okay, let me have your attention. Check your body. Do whatever you need to do. We literally had people with um, a, a, a broken ankles and sprained ankles run up and down the church. We had them jumping up and down like pogo sticks. So whatever was your problem, check your body out. And if you can say during that prayer, you just received a measure of healing. I don't care if it's 1%. I want to give Jesus credit for everything. 1% to 100%, any measure of healing, wave at me and keep on waving. Give him praise. Come on, give him praise. 
Come on, church. How many would say you're 80 to 100% better? You had pain, now you don't. You couldn't do something, now you can. I see, I see three of you right here. The, the four of you right here, five of you right here. The, the lady all the way in the back with the blonde hair, and I think you're wearing glasses, but I can't tell. That, yeah. It's hard to see with the lights. You right there. Tell me real loud. I like that. Had. Gone. Gone. The gentleman right here, you were waving at me. Yeah. Gone. Now, there were two, two more of you right here and here, and you've sat down. I don't remember. Okay, so yeah, stand up. Stand up. Uh-huh. So we don't know. So you're going to come back tomorrow, and you're going to tell us. All right. Okay. Okay. Yes, ma'am. For months, and you have not I, been able to stand on your own for months. And I just did, but only f- for a little bit. But at yes. least I could. Hey, every little bit counts. Does anybody else want to give a quick testimony? Anybody else? Yes, sir. Go ahead. The pain is gone. The problem that you had, um, did it restrict you in any way? Like you couldn't do something? Uh, for a while I had a limit, which then caused... Uh, misalignment, yeah. It caused me to have more pain in another part of my body. Right. Yeah. So was walking a problem? Yeah. Give it a try. Yeah. By the way, that word wow is a biblical word, but you won't find it in the Bible. But you'll find its definition, greatly amazed. When the man was lowered through the roof in the middle of Jesus' teaching, it was his friends. It was their faith. It says, seeing their faith, 
So Jesus forgives his sins. Everybody gets whacked out about that. So then he heals him. And when he walks out, it says all the people were greatly amazed. What they were doing was going, wow. (laughs) Stretch your hands toward her. God's doing something. We did a meeting. um, Our last meeting was three weeks ago in Iowa. We we did two different cities in Iowa. Um, And we had a man come in a wheelchair um, who had ALS. And he had not been out of the wheelchair in quite some time. And as everybody just gathered around him at the end of the meeting, uh, it's not even that Carol and I prayed. Um, it was the other people who stood in and just went for it. Um, we, I was actually back at the book table and then uh, out in the foyer because the meeting was over. He comes walking out. He walks the distance from the front of the church out through the foyer. Yeah, first time he had walked in a considerable amount of time. He was moving his arms. He was speaking. He was breathing without uh, uh, effort. So, Lord, we just stand on the power of that testimony, that what you did for him, no matter what he had, and, and, and you know, she's just got other things, but you're the God who heals. And so, Lord, we stand in unison, and we speak blessing over this precious child of God, We thank you, Lord, for the improvement that you've made and for what you're going to continue to do in the name of Jesus. Let me finish up with this because I think we in the healing ministry don't say enough about this. Many of you have received a measure of healing and the enemy does not like that. And sometimes tries to rob you. It's not that you didn't get healed. But see, if the enemy can rob you and and, and bring pain back, then you go into that place of, oh, it's just emotional. I didn't really get healed. You know, it's just one of those things. No, you got healed. It's James 4, 7. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So if the pain tries to come back from any level, I don't care if you got 1% better. If the pain tries to come back, You fight it, not by yelling at the devil, but maybe one of the ways to do it is to begin to praise Jesus for what he did on that Friday night. And we've had this testimony over and over and over and over and over and over where when we've talked about this, people have fought and contended for their healing. The other thing is that oftentimes we have a mindset that says, if I don't get 100% healed, then it's not valid. Now, sometimes, oftentimes, most times, it's progressive. So maybe Friday night, you get a little better. Saturday, you get a little better. Sunday, you get completely healed. It's progressive. So you keep getting prayer, and thankfulness leads to increase. We had a a woman in one of our meetings. We did categories, kind of like what we've done tonight. You know, we we did shoulders, and we we, we did... um, other things, and then we did hips, and, and so we've done a bunch of things. She stood for every category, headaches, neck pain, shoulder pain, stomach pain, hip pain, knee pain. She didn't get, I mean, almost everybody, when I said 1% or better, almost everybody for every category waved, almost everybody, because almost everybody received something. She did not wave one time. 
Well, she was translating. She were in a foreign country. She was translating for one of my team members. And at the end of the meeting, I'm just standing there. I've, I've finished praying for, for everybody, and church is pretty much, you know, gone. And she's translating for one of our team members, actually that Vietnamese guy, Stan, that I told you about. Um, and all of a sudden, she starts going. I said, what are you doing? She said, you know, I stood for everything. I said, yeah, I know. And, and, and I didn't get healed for anything. I said, yeah, I know. said, but I've been thankful for everybody else around me who received their healing. Thankfulness leads to increase. It is 9.30. That sounds like a good meeting because we want to come back tomorrow. We don't want to wear you out. We want you to come back. It's the regular church service here. For those of you who are visiting, we would love for you to come back and bring your friends. And I'm going to turn this over to Brent. And I'm going to be back there at the book table if you'd like to come by and visit, if you'd like me to sign a book, if you'd like me to do whatever. Um, I would say this. If you still need prayer... We have a prayer team up here who will be available to you to pray. That's it.